We knew all along we needed to sell the house, and we're delighted that we've been able to do that. But we had to drop everything to deal with it, and now the farm is really showing signs of neglect. We got our work cut out for us. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of April 13, 2011. Lee, you are so right that we have been caught up, at least during the month of March, with the house sale and moving and storing <laughs> and uh, the farm has been neglected. We have, uh, we're paying the price. As you said, we just have so many uh, tasks that we should have been doing all along in March and now uh, they kind of stack up on us. Just a, a word about the way that all developed. Uh, we put the house on the market the 1st of March, had a contract within a couple of days, which is delightful. We were, de we were so pleased that that came together the way it did and knew that contract was firm about a week, maybe a few, uh, eight or nine days later. And when all of that was said and done, we had a little more than two weeks to get the house ready to close and move out. So um, for better or for worse, most of that fell on your shoulders. You had to spend lots of time at the house getting it ready. And I had to spend lots of time at the house getting it ready. And so a lot of things here at the farm just got neglected. That's right. And so that's what we'll talk about today is um, the, the various and sundry projects that, that were neglected here at the farm and, and the consequences of that. So let's start at that uh, portion, the, the area of the farm where you've been spending most of your time <laughs> these last few days, yeah. Veg Hill. Yeah, Veg Hill. Well, uh, anyone who's done gardening know, knows that with the advent of nice warm weather come nice big weeds. <laughs> They're actually not so nice. They are so happy, aren't oh, they? Oh, they love it out there. So dealing with those, and we've tried a number of things. We, we had a plan of putting down some newspaper and cardboard and covering that up with various forms of mulch to suppress the weeds. And we're proceeding with that, but it's just that they've had that extra time in March to grow some more since we started, uh, started the project. Just this morning, you and I said, maybe we ought not to worry about the newspaper. Let's just get that uh, compost down yeah. and get some things in the ground. And I, as much as we would like to be able to continue laying the newspaper down, it is really slow. Yeah, it is. It's slowing us down too much. And what I'll do is save the newspaper, and then when I mulch, I can put it on the soil um, and then put uh, mul you know, some wood mulch on top of that or something like that. So uh, we'll, we'll find a way to work around it. But just, to, as you said, get things in the ground. I actually got... Uh, a good many tomatoes and some basil and marigolds planted yesterday, but that's just the tip of the iceberg of what needs to go in the ground. And we had said that we were going to get those tomatoes in sooner and we're planning to, even though we acknowledge that sort of jumping the gun, according to the conventional wisdom of gardening here in central Alabama, 
where it's written down in Ecclesiastes somewhere, you don't plant before Good Friday. <laughs> Good Friday's late this year. I think we might have mentioned that. And so I really am hoping to get most everything planted before Good Friday, maybe about a week early. But we had planned to be planting things at the end of March and beginning of April. And that's just not happening because of the reasons we've, we've expressed. So, um, but you know, you, you were been saying we're, we're planting late. We're only planting late in relationship to the plans we had made. Um, actually, compared to last year, we're planting early. Good point. Last year, we were delayed by the deer fence, and therefore, uh, the things we're planting now didn't get in the ground until toward the latter end of May. Yeah, a lot of things we're not we didn't plant till May. So this year, I do hope to improve on that. Now there are some, uh, and we'll talk a little bit later about if you want to your procedure putting down the compost and growing in that. Um, I think that's going to be an improvement over last year, though. The fact that we're starting with better, um, if you want to call it our version of topsoil, it's not just topsoil. It's it's. I agree. I think this will be an improvement over what we did last year because yeah. we'll have better quality nutrients for the. Uh, plants and they will get adequate water from the very beginning. That's right. We've got the drip tape down and we're planting on the east side of uh, Veg Hill this year, which was under sun hemp all winter long. Which should have enhanced it considerably, not only by fixing a little nitrogen, but also by creating all this organic matter that should enrich yeah. the soil. So hopefully we'll see that uh, advantage over last year. And then the bright spots that are already happening out in the garden, uh, we have some strawberries. Last year we maybe saw one or two that we actually could eat. Now we're daily harvesting strawberries. I guess we saw our first ripe berries in pretty much the 1st of April. Mm-hmm. And... Every indication we have is that we're going to have strawberries now that take us through to the beginning of the harvest of the Premier and Climax blueberries. Which we're already seeing little berries forming out on we our blueberry bushes. We have berries bushes. forming out on the bushes, and that's looking promising. So uh, a, a part of our nine-month harvest, fruit harvest plan is for the strawberries to be able to overlap with those early blueberries. Mm-hmm. And with blackberries. We may have blackberries by the time we have blueberries, too. That's right. The natchez uh, that I planted last year has little berries on it. And not to mention the two peach trees, the June golds that we planted last year, have little peaches on them. And we are so excited about our little peaches. I know. uh, We have a great deal to look forward to there. But back on Veg Hill. Yeah, yeah. Back to uh, Veg Hill, we have the holdover of some vegetables from the fall garden. We have some Brussels sprouts, although I think we are now saying sayonara to those. those I think so, too. The Brussels sprouts are pretty much done. But we've but over the past couple of weeks, I've but harvested a lot. But only the last lot. few days. Yeah, because it's just getting done. too hot. Onions, I actually harvested a little bit of some of the onions I planted back in uh, February. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, I, I, um, I didn't pull up the bulbs because I'm not sure they're large enough, but I harvested a few. It's sort of like a scallion. Yeah. I just, and I put them when I cooked those rutabagas. Also, yes, rutabagas I dug up from the garden yeah. that, we, that we had planted in the fall. Um, and uh, so I cooked that in the sun oven, just let them get nice and tender together with a little bit of the onion and a little bit of holdover broccoli well, from the I garden. Well, I did not realize. That's the first time we've been able to harvest yeah, onion and garlic. Yeah, I just, so and, and the garlic. Now, I have not pulled up any garlic. I'm uh, hoping, 
I'll know by looking at the stalks. I think you're supposed to be able to tell with this. It's a soft neck garlic um, when it's when it's ready. But I can tell that they're getting larger. The heads are getting larger. They sure are. The both the onions and the garlic are looking uh, full and verdant. So mm -hmm. um, that that's the best best work we've done with onions and garlic since we started. Well, it's the first work I've ever done. Well, actually, I planted some onion yeah, seeds. Yeah, we planted them two or three times. No, and they just haven't seeds. Come up. It's the first time I've ever planted sets, and those ah, are working much better for me. Yeah, okay. um, also, another thing we did right, we planted some early peas, and they are coming up. And this past week, I had to go out and, well, this is another sign of neglect. We I planted all the um, the seeds of the the peas, the spring peas, and I, I think I told you after that, after I got through weeding, um, I've learned a valuable lesson, which is, yes, you take this nice topsoil, and you put the seed in, but I used the earthway to spread it, and so they were a little random and haphazard. Earthway is a rolling yeah, spreader. Yeah, rolling spreader, and, um, you know, which it's not a big deal if you don't have a major weed problem, but we do. This is the second year in a row that I've done that, and the little uh, pea sprouts come up, but so do lots and lots and lots, like almost a, a carpet of tiny little weeds. So what I think I'm going to do next year is to, by hand, I mean, it'll be a little more painstaking to plant them, but boy, will it be a time saver later. I'm going to just go ahead and space them out every two inches. If some pea doesn't come up, tough. You know, what I did this year was I kind of went back and filled in if I saw gaps. But um, we'll just have a gap. And then as soon as I, I mean, as soon as I see the first little sprout emerging, I'm going to go ahead and mulch around those peas. Well, what happens if we go ahead and start the peas in soil blocks one one phase before the tomatoes and the peppers, hmm. and when you plant them, you're actually planting plants mm -hmm. that you can mulch immediately. Well, that's a thought, and I have not uh, looked at my handy-dandy gardening guide to tell me if that's yeah, a Yeah, we might want to think about yeah. that. Yeah that, uh, yeah, that would be superior. You're right, because those go in so early, we could actually do those ahead of starting the other seed. But anyway, some way that we get ahead of the weeds, because what happens is you have this nice blank soil you're planting in cool weather, and then, I mean, the minute it starts to warm up, those seeds, those weed seeds germinate, and yeah. they're out there too. So um, we'll come up with another plan and keep you posted about that, but um, I spent a lot of time since I've been back from uh, our Birmingham house sale and all that, since I've been back um, working out on Veg Hill, with tearing up, wetting down tearing up newspaper to fit around the intricate random pattern <laughs> of those peas. And then, you know, so I'm using the newspaper to suppress the weeds. Of course, I did have to pull a lot of weeds, too. And they're tiny little things, but very annoying. <laughs> and then on top of all the newspaper, I placed wood mulch. Now, we should probably tell everybody that the days that you and I were trying to lay newspaper, we had wind high winds it was like a yeah. march and you, gale you try to or spread out a piece of newspaper and it blows back at you yeah so it got it got to be very um it got to be very time consuming to have to fight the wind but also i'd have to put down some newspaper and then 
immediately put the wood mulch on top of it so it wouldn't blow away. <laughs> it just uh, So not ideal conditions, although I will say that the breeze felt good because it's beginning it to get... It feels great out Beginning there to now. get Alabama summertime creeping in a little bit. Yeah. Um, the other big... Uh, positive I can mention is that our seedlings still seem to be doing pretty well. The seedlings that we told you all about a couple of weeks ago, we have Cherokee purple tomatoes, um, some other, a couple of other varieties, and uh, some peppers that we started. And a couple of weeks ago, you told me that we had another round of seedlings we wanted to start. Is that still your plan? I think I would like to do that. Yes, I'm now freeing up some space. Like eggplant, maybe? Yeah, eggplant and maybe some more peppers. Um, I'm also toying with the idea of simply holding off on the rest of the peppers until, um, and I think I even got some more tomato seed, you know, for a fall planting, because some of these, I know tomatoes, um, since we went to the tomato workshop last Uh week and learned so much, I know that I can start some of those seeds in July and put them out for a fall tomato um, garden. So uh, I'm going to have to re-examine my my schedule of of starting seedlings. But we'll more about that later. Okay. Well, let's switch gears and go out to the orchard and talk a little bit about the work we've accomplished there and what remains to be done. Uh, already done, of course, is getting all those trees planted, getting the trellis up, getting the drip hose in, getting the pruning done. And we're glad to have that done. I know. It looks nice out there. But um, as you know, I've been spending a good bit of time out there sort of walking around and looking at everything. The persimmons are the slowest to show signs of growth. We've got Fuyu and Wasifuyu, and all three of our Wasifuyu are showing nice green uh, growth, but the Fuyu are not yet showing any. They have little buds, so I'm not thinking they're dead. It's just that they're not green yet. Yeah, and we're thinking it's possible the Fuyu is a slightly later. Yeah, which um, is confusing to me because somehow I had it in my mind Fuyu was early and Wasifuyu was late, but apparently I'm mistaken about that. We've got one muscadine that looks like it's not going to make it at all and we'll probably end up pulling it. We've got one Korean giant pear that doesn't look good. Looks like it may not make it at all. But we still Um, have a lot of other trees of each of those. Bunches of other trees that have made it and are looking good and putting on green growth and stretching out and occupying the trellis, which is what we want them to do. Yeah. The blackberries are looking good, particularly the Kiowa thorny blackberries. Mm -hmm. We're not getting good performance yet from the thornless blackberries, although they are showing some growth now. Good, good. And maybe by next year we'll have something on those too. And you already mentioned the peaches and we're excited about that. Um, we are, you got out there and very tediously, carefully mulched about half the orchard. Yeah, I still and have some more to go. We've got, uh, well, probably more than half, frankly. More, It was more than half. Yeah. I think it's just the apples and pears I didn't finish. Yeah, and uh, we've got some work to do there, and we'll we'll need to get that done. And, of course, there's that deer fence. Yeah. Um, yeah. The deer fence is still sitting in a few boxes here in the barn, and needs to be installed. So that's uh, what's going on with the orchard. Can you think of anything else we need to mention about the orchard? Well, the, the ryegrass is is taking over, although it's patchy. So we have plans for later in the spring uh, when we do, we're going to put some centipede grass to kind of fill in patches that we have right around our living quarters here 
we're going to try to put some out there in the orchard as well to see if we can't get some centipede going. At least some kind of orchard grass. I still waver on what kind of orchard grass to do, to use, but clearly the rye grass is not going to be uh, the long-term no. grass. And it'll die back when it gets too hot anyway right. this summer, so, so we'll, we'll have to do something. We'll have to give some attention to the orchard floor at some point in, yeah. into the summer. Yeah. Well, um, I would like to, before we have to run out of time today, talk about what happens next since we've sold our house. Well, that's a good point. Here, um, th this is the point at which we always said we wanted to, to get, uh, where we've sold the house and where our investments have recovered a little bit of their value, and th both have done so. And so now we are ready to begin what we loosely call phase two. Yes. Phase two consists of the, um, the lodge, which is this area above the barn where we plan to be able to host people when they come to see us, along with parking for it. We want to put some uh, photovoltaic panels on, probably on the roof of the barn, um, install a lower collection tank for rainwater harvesting and an upper collection tank so that we can pump uh, from the lower to the upper and have it sitting in the upper so it'll flow downhill to where we need it when we ask when we call for water. Oh, I forgot um, to add to the list the uh, pulling from the pond for our drip irrigation system. Yes, That's, we need to. Um, we want to plan to make that happen. Another component of mm -hmm. phase two. Uh, adding solar thermal water heating here at the barn, probably not at the lodge because the lodge will be occupied intermittently and it's harder to justify the cost right. of it up there. But down here, it just makes all the sense in the world for us to use solar thermal water heating. Yeah. And we've got several little things we want to do and a couple of big things that we want to do to make this apartment where you and I live more pleasant for us as our permanent home. Yeah. It's not unpleasant, but we've decided that living in a small space, we actually could use the space more efficiently if we had some built-ins, cabinets. I might have to dust less often or less tediously um, if we could cover up some of the wires, you know, cords that are exposed and that sort of thing. So uh, we'll be letting you in on a little bit more of the details uh, regarding that project as we go along. Yeah, that's going to be the 300-pound gorilla for the next many months, probably well into 2012. Yeah, so, so you'll hear more about that. But, uh, well, it's been a good visit with you this week, and we hope that uh, we'll be able to catch up with you again next week. You've been listening to Long Leaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.